Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en Español.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, your main event. Introducing the hosts of Wrestling with Freddie, Jeff Dye, and Freddie Prince Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Freddy, now known as Wrestling with Friends. And the news of the week is the biggest wrestling news possible. My co-host Jeff Die has returned. And yes. this was the news. Good evening and good luck. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, man. man. How are you, sir? I thought it was food poisoning. We blamed Canada too soon. It wasn't. I had a flu. I had the flu bug. I'm Everybody sorry, had Canada. it. Canada. Canada deserved better than, than me. And my horrible opinion. No, I blamed it on him. I told you bad information. I'm like the press, you know? Wait, what if it was the Canadian flu? That could be. Then we can put it right back on him, can't we? And when you think it's food poisoning, you still hang out with your friends. So I must have gotten like seven huh. people sick just going like, oh, I have food poisoning. They're like, oh, you can't catch food poisoning. But, oh, you, can, but you can catch the Canadian flu. And I gave it to him. You, them. sir, spread the Manitoba virus across <laughs> this country. <laughs> yeah. And... Everyone has to wear masks now because of you. So ha! now LA, LA's ruined because I decided to play a gig in Canada. Well, I had the Manitoba flu shot, so I'll be fine. Speaking of Canadians, they love wrestling. Yes. And so do we, sir. Let's talk a little Monday Night Raw. So the Usos came out and they're still the best, right? Like we the ones and they are. Uh, it's, it's wonderful to start the show with them. Sheamus started a couple Friday Night Smackdowns pretty hot, but when these guys do it, like the crowd, they don't care. They cheer them. They'll boo them. They don't give a damn. 
Um, but this story was more about when Matt Riddle came out and he didn't have a partner because they beat up Ezekiel. Yeah. Ezekiel or Elias? Elias, sorry. Ezekiel's already been exposed by Kevin Owens, a great Canadian man. Riddle comes out without a partner. He says, oh, I got someone, bro. And it's someone you don't like. And out comes Kevin Owens, who definitely doesn't like them at all. And you got to have a little bit more of the story between him and Jay, who got the win on him at War Games. And uh, these guys fought and fought and fought. Eventually, Riddle got exposed in the in the ring after the match, and they damn near killed him. My son came in at the end and was like, how is he allowed to do this during a match? Talking about so like, well, the match is over. They're just beating the crap out of this poor guy. And he was like, oh, okay. How did you feel about the opening of Monday Night Raw, sir? And welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I, I liked it, but I'm also I'm a little tired of the same story. It feels like with the Usos. I feel I mean, and you know, I usually complain when things get changed around too fast, but it just seems to be the same thing every week. It's kind of the same finishes, kind of the same stuff. I don't know. Look, they're the undefeated champs. They haven't lost the belts in over 400 days. Um, maybe the New Day story should have gone on a little longer, but I mm-hmm. still like the New Day story as far as New Day not wanting them to break their record of how long they kept the belts. But it is, it's difficult. I'll give them a little bit of latitude because it is difficult to tell the same story over and over and keep it fresh. And the story is that these dudes are not going to lose their titles. They tried to mix it up. But I'm with you, like the the Riddle Elias thing. No one, I don't think anyone genuinely thought that Matt Riddle and Elias were going to win the tag team titles, right? So if it's if it's not a believable story, just trash it. But I'm with you on it. It, it wasn't that good. But let's talk about a match that was good because they set up a cool little mini tournament where they are going to have two three way matches, and the winners of those two matches then face each other, and the winner of that match gets to face Bianca Belair the women's raw champion she's jacked she's buff she's pretty good on the mic sometimes sometimes on the mic when there's too many people in there she it's it's a little hard for her to drive the scene but we got asuka one of my favorites versus bailey one of my favorites versus ria one of my favorites and they all got to beat the living crap out of each other i got to say my son he was there for this he came in at the end of the first match and we were cheering Asuka the whole time. And then we had Bailey in there and we had Rhea Ripley. And Ripley kind of gets cast out because this really isn't her story, right? Like she's going to have a different story. And I think they showed a little bit of that after the match where she started just beating the crap out of Asuka. But we may have been wrong, may have been, I don't admit defeat yet, by saying they were done with Bailey already because. Bailey pulled out the win. She mm-hmm. got the one, two, three, and that's going to lead her to the finals, although it was it's a very quick tournament. But I like this match, dude. These girls, re- it looked stiff as hell. I know yep. they're protecting each other in there, but Rhea hits hard. Asuka did that combo thing she does twice on her. Like They, they were going at each other, and I enjoyed the match, man. What did you think? The Canadian flu has affected my brain and my heart and my soul so much that I, uh, you're not going to believe this. That was my, that was my match of the week. I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. They, they were like, yes. go, I, they, it was just very, very, like you said, stiff. And um, even Rhea got a little, little blood, a little blood on her shoulder. Not a lot, but you know, it was just fun to watch uh, Rhea Ripley wrestling. I like instead of doing silly things with Dominique, uh, Dominic, you know, all that. Like, I was good to I just feel watch like you nice... say his name wrong on purpose now. I honestly do. <laughs> I don't. I just can't remember how to say it right. It's like you and Oscar. You know? I you know. Say I screw Asuka, her name. And I say Dominic, Dominique. And um, I love Oscar, but I mess her name up every time. At least I'm saying a name wrong of a guy I don't like, really. I don't really care for Mysterio Jr. Um, yeah, this match was awesome. It was just really, really good from start to finish, and it it felt like uh, watching three of the best of the women's division just going at it. It was awesome. Yeah, it looked like a fight. That's what they're yep. supposed to be. Like It just looked like three people that really don't like each other beating the crap out of each other, and I love that. So the winner was Bailey. so that would take us to whoever wins the final one, which will or the next one, which we'll get into in a minute. Our favorite, the world's favorite, Mustafa Ali. Yes. He's getting got a push a promo. again. He got, he got a promo where he didn't play himself and where the company wasn't trying to play him. 
and Austin Theory is cutting promos, bro. Like he's I mm-hmm. talked about this a couple of weeks ago when you weren't feeling well. I know I've been critical of him, but dude, like the last two that he's done are high level. Like he's killing it. And they're for sure writing for him, but he's owning it. He's owning the language they wrote. I don't know if he's making his own changes and he puts it on Mustafa in the promo. He's like, yeah, I'm going to give you this opportunity because I'm sick of you hearing about how you never got one. And when I'm done with you, I'm never going to see you. And I was just like, (laughs) yeah, bro. And not because like it wasn't a baby face promo. I'm not trying to say they screwed up and made me root for him. I'm simply rooting for him because he's a young dude and I want him to do well. And then my guy, the man, Dolph friggin' Ziggler, came in the ring as he should not have you. This is not legal. All right. You, you <laughs> yeah, do not interfere. You don't interfere in another man's match, but he did because he wanted revenge. He hates this young kid, this young punk, this young upstart. And he let him know, which disqualifies Austin Theory. But in disqualification, you keep the title. And Mustafa Ali's like, yo, man, what the hell? This is the first segment I've ever got to do where Triple H isn't making me look like a punk and I'm staring at another man's testicles and commenting (laughs) on them. And you're going to come in here. I could have won this match. And Ziggler's like, yo, man, relax. I'm getting revenge, not just for you, but for all of us. This guy's a punk, man. He was a chosen one. We've had to work and grind it out. And they're getting face to face. And then Austin Theory comes back in the ring, pushes Ziggler. It looked like Ziggler's head went right into Mustafa's face. Um, which was awesome. And uh, and yeah, and then he stands superior and, and strong the way the heel champion should. Uh, did you, I think you like this. This seems like a Jeff Dye match. Did Absolutely. you like the match? I yeah. loved it. Mustafa Ali is, is so, so, so underrated. And I thought they were getting rid of, like we were talking about how like it seemed like he was getting buried. He got finally got a push and then got buried. But now this is great. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free 
through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. So we're going to skip over OC and Alpha Academy. Um, the OC got a win, but it's not, it wasn't really connected to a story. So, of course, mm-hmm. they got the win. And I want to get right to the second triple threat women's match of the night, yes. which was... Bex. Becky Lynch, the Beckinator, Bex, the man, versus Alexa Bliss, Miss Twisted Bliss herself, Miss Bliss, versus crazy ass Nikki Cross. She's back being crazy. Dude, I love crazy ass Nikki Cross. I personally hated the Nikki ASH, a superhero gimmick. You could put these matches up against each other, Asuka, Bailey, and Rhea, and Becky, Alexa, and Nikki and kind of see which one was better, but they both told great stories. I mean, Nikki went Nikki in the beginning of the match, and Becky forearms her in the face, and and Alexa drop kicks her right in the boobs, and she falls out of the ring and let these two girls wrestle for a bit, and crazy-ass Nikki got back in because she loves pain. She feels no pain. Even when she's unconscious, she's happy to be unconscious. And it looked like a fight, and I thought for certain that Becky Lynch was going to win this. I think everyone in the arena thought Becky Lynch was going to win this. She's been the one getting the promo love. She's the one getting to interrupt Bailey and stuff that for sure was not scripted. Like she's the man, as they say, she's the man. I thought Becky was going to win this match. I even called it with my son. He's like, oh yeah, Becky's going to win. I'm like, yeah, Becky's definitely going to win. And I'll be a son of a bitch if they didn't take that one little weird segment from the week before, I think, where Bianca, Asuka, Alexa Bliss are all kind of, you know, talking about the future and Alexa's kind of spaced out and creepy. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. They're going to take that story because she wins the match and it's going to be her versus Bailey. And I honestly think Bliss is going to win and she's going to go evil back to psycho Alexa Bliss. I genuinely think that's the story. They've given themselves an opportunity to tell that story because she had the weird moment in the in the promo where she kind of spaced out and went a little Bray Wyatt, although I don't think she'll be a part of Wyatt's stable. I just think she's going to go to like a dark, more selfish Alexa Bliss. But I think she's going to beat Bailey. We're recording this on the Monday they're going to wrestle. And I think she'll be the one to go because Bailey's already gotten her shot. And there's no shame in her losing if Alexa kind of loses her shit completely and goes to another level because then you're just helping sell that new character. And I think you're going to have Alexa Bliss versus Bianca Belair. I don't think Bliss wins because I think you have a good thing with Bianca and it just gives her somebody fresh to deal with before she has to deal with Becky again. But what did you think of the match? You definitely liked the other one more because you called it your favorite of the week. But what did you think about this one? I was fine. I I wasn't, I was, I had no problem with any of the stuff that, you know, was called for in the match. Like as far as like the, the way it went, the way the match went, I just didn't, I felt like maybe it's because we watched the 
guys too much, but like I feel like they kept trying to do things they weren't strong enough to do. <laughs> like when they tried to uh, power bomb Becky through the table, they, they they could barely lift her. They kept trying, and then they like then they were out of sync, and like it, like it just it seemed like every time they tried to do a thing, like they were just not in rhythm. Like mm. uh, even Becky did kind of like a uh, um, kind of a modified rock bottom on the ring apron, or it was kind of like a choke slam where she jumped down, or I don't know what the technical term would be called. And even that was like a little clunky and like out of sync. And it just seemed like they couldn't. It did look like she was trying to protect her too much on it. Like, oh, I didn't quite get it right. Let me make sure you don't get hurt. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw that too. All right. Transitional music. AEW Dynamite. I'm not going to spend too much time here because there's really only two things to talk about. One is the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, which or Battle Royale. I wonder which one it is. I don't know. But anyway. I was wrong on the winner. My reasoning being, I thought the winner of this match got a chance at the belt and they simply were awarded the ring and the ring was like a symbol of like the money in the bank match, right? But I was wrong, sir. It's a chance to get that ring off of Maxwell's hand. So I had Mm. picked all ego Ethan Page because I think they recognize he's got something there. He's a big dude. He's light on his feet. He can he's he did taekwondo. You can tell like he has educated feet, as they say, and he's been getting better on the on the mic. Like I don't think he needs a manager. I like the way he talks. I really thought he was going to win, but injured Ricky Starks comes in there and he crushes it again and and kept his promise that he made the week before. And when wrestlers keep promises, that's when you know they're getting a push, right? Like. Every wrestler is going to say, I'm going to win this match. I'm going to do it for my family. I'm going to do it for myself. I'm going to do it for the sick kids in the ring. I'm going to do it for the Make-A-Wish kid that I just met. (laughs) Because that's what the baby face is supposed to say. But you can't ever keep, you can't always keep that promise. But you can't not give that promo. You can't go, well, I might lose, but I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. Like that's not a, that's not a promo anyone wants to hear. Although if someone could pull that off in the ring, that'd be great. And Ricky Starks delivered the promo of his career. Some of the backstage stuff he's done, I thought has been like around a, a, a five or a six. And I, and I'm critical on that because I've seen him deliver like sevens and eights and nines in the ring. He's better. I think in the ring than backstage, this was a 10 for Ricky. He absolutely ripped MJF apart. And MJF was there with him the whole time. And he reacted the way he reacted. If it was an ego thing for him in real life, he would have tried to no-sell some of those insults, which he had to ingest a lot of them. And instead of no-selling it, he took all of them and reacted the way a punk would act, reacted the way someone who's insecure would react. And that lets you know how invested he is, not just in himself, but in the business, in AEW. He wants this company to succeed. And Maxwell's response was to just be a a chicken shit punk champion. (laughs) And he goes for a cheap shot, bounces off the ropes, nails MJF with the spear. And MJF did a sell that would make Dolph Ziggler blush. Because not only did he take the spear... He let it knock him right out of his loafers or his dress shoes or whatever those were, not just knock him out. He, his legs extended and the shoes kicked up into the air higher than Matt Riddle's flip flops. And he took that spear to make you believe if, if Ricky lands this spear on Wednesday night, winter is coming. This match is over. This was such old school wrestling at its finest. This is the way Rowdy Piper would sell that. This is the way like all like the legends who were great at being like heel scumbags. That's how like Brian Pillman would have sold it. Like it's just crazy Brian Pillman. It's just I, it was absolutely beautiful. And that's when you know a guy's not just in it for him. He's trying to make Ricky look legit. And I thought he pulled it off 
beautifully. I can see you champing at the bit. I know you want to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, remember when um, Terry Funk got chokeslammed out of his shoes at Hell in a Cell by Undertaker? Yes! <laughs> it like, and I was like, yes! oh my God, he slams hard. His shoes came off. Like it was a, It's a beautiful way to sell it. <laughs> his, his feet exploded. Like it's just <laughs> pretty cool. It's so old school and I just loved it so much. What did you think when you're sitting there watching my man, absolute Ricky Starks kill I wasn't your, over your friend's I, I, favorite wrestler. I he wasn't. Um, I'm not. A, I wasn't a Ricky Starks guy. This made me a Ricky Starks guy. I'm in. Like I was like, this is perfect. It was so sure. so so good. The Battle Royal had some moments that were incredible. Uh, we Orange talk, Cassidy, yeah. Orange Cassidy choking or choke slamming uh, Jungle Boy into the into the ring apron was insane. Like that, that yeah. just looked like wildly real. And then right before that, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't know if Jungle Boy will be on TV this week. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. Also, Jungle Boy did that incredible. Um, he he did like a Hurricane Rana, like to get a guy out while holding on. So he held on to the rope so he wouldn't get eliminated. And then Orange Cassidy, of course, you know, kicks him in the ribs. But like that was like those there was like two moments right there back to back that I was like, this this is this match is insane. There was a backstage segment where Jamie Hayter got herself over as the women's champion. I love this girl's accent. All Americans are such suckers. That's why you see like so many British people that get like run out of England because they can't act. They come to America and all the Americans. We don't know. We can't tell like, if they're backed and bad. Like, yeah, we don't oh, know. They're, they're amazing. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm not going to name any names, but we know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love her voice. This was a good opportunity for, for her without um, Britt Baker, DMD, to just kind of let herself shine. And she was great with Shivani. By the way, Tony Shivani, the last month has been awesome. The sell job he did when MJF turned on Regal and beat him up and the things he said about Maxwell felt so real and raw and honest. He played with Jamie Hayter in this interview and they allowed some like back and forth. He he's felt so much looser the last couple months, but she really got herself over. She said she's looking forward to the winner of the bunny versus Hikaru Shida. I like Hikaru a lot. Um, you know, English is not her first language, so the promos are never going to be her strong suit. But her wrestling's really good, and I love that she won this match. I think her and Hater are going to tear the house down. I think it's going to be a great match. You can let Hater drive most of the talk if you feel you even need it. Otherwise, I just want to see them get in the ring and fight. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. 
In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. I just want to go to the acclaimed in FTR. I didn't know how this match was going to work. I just saw Dax and Danielson compete the week before, two weeks before, and it wasn't my favorite match of the week. It, I rarely am I bored during a Danielson match, but that match did not grab me the way I wanted to. Putting this guy back in FTR, not that he was taken out, he just had a, a quick singles match. This is where this guy thrives. I had so much fun watching my daughter and my son watch this match with me, and they had no idea who was going to win. I did know who was going to win, but I thought FTR could get it a couple times in there. The beginning of the match was all acclaimed. Then the commercial break happened, and they went picture in picture, which I love that they do this. It even made WWE do it. Um, and FTR, you can kind of see in the small picture, starts to get the upper hand out of the commercial. FTR is beating the living crap out of my guys. And it's making my kids believe. And I'm like, yeah, they hit hard. My, my son said that. I goes, dad, he really hit him. I go, yeah, he really hit him. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be tough. The acclaimed won this. They all scissored at the end. Not in that way, you sickos, in the, in yeah. the handshake scissor yeah, way. We saw the signs, too, the scissor signs in the background. There was a lot of, a lot of People that. People love the scissor. That would <laughs> never have gotten over in WWE. No, never. There'd be someone and out there yelling at them, you can't have that sign. they throw um, them out and hear the yeah. crowd screaming, scissor me, scissor me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, like, I mean... Whatever they're going by now, I know Valhalla or the War Vikings or the Raider Warriors or the War, <sighs> whatever the heck they're called. Why I like them so much is because they do tag team moves, right? It's a very old school sure. thing. Maybe it's a 90s thing. Maybe it's a 2000s thing. I don't remember. But when I grew up watching wrestling, all the tag teams had moves where it was two guys doing a thing to to their opponent. They, yeah. they were like, it's so fun. And FTR and the Acclaimed had a ton of like tag moves. Where you would see like the one guy pick him up, then the other guy would do a thing. Like, remember when the when tag teams did that? I love that. And this match had was full of it, so I loved it. It went away for a long time because Vince McMahon doesn't believe in tag team wrestling, right? He would always say it's it, I have to pay four men for one match. Okay, that was his philosophy, right? And so he he never had a respect for it, so it went away. And a lot of tag teams would just be random singles guys that had no story, and all of a sudden they're tag team partners. Lately, the last couple of years, WWE definitely has their signature moves like the Usos have their tag moves. 
that they right. do with each other. The New Day have their tag moves that they do each other from the from the unicorn stomp where they just tag in and out, in and out, in and out and kick you in the corner to some of their finishers. I do have a respect for tag team wrestling and when they get it right, I love it. Friday Night Smackdown, once again, the Usos. We got a tag team championship match between Sheamus and Butch, who was a replacement, I think, for Drew McIntyre. I think it was going to be Drew. And they were um, brought to the ring by uh, Ridge Hollins. Is it Ridge or Rich? I think it's Ridge, and it should be Rich, but whatever. And they were going against the Usos, who had everybody out there with him. They had Solo. They had Sammy, who's sitting on top of the turnbuckle, hyping him up. It's like, <laughs> undisputed tag team. And Sammy should have been the one doing the intros, to be honest with you. I, I would have rather it been Sheamus and Ridge, because I just think Ridge is such a big dude, such a good-looking dude. They put a great match on. I love that they started. They gave us double beats of the Bowery, which was awesome. And then, uh, of course, you know the Usos are going to win. I mean, you know that going in, but still. Um, what did you think about the opening of Friday Night SmackDown, sir? It was good. I liked it. I'm uh, I'm on board. The, like you said, it's it's a little bit uh, tough to watch when you you know who's going to win. I mean, like there's just zero chance that that Butch is going to pin you know, Jimmy Uso, like it's just not going to happen, but it was still a fun match and a good start. Got a, got some excitement, a lot of, uh, outside fighting, which was kind of fun too. A little bit of two things going on, which is awesome. I loved when, dude, uh, solo beat the crap out of poor Ridge Hollins, man. Jesus oh, Christ. Dude, threw him over that little wall over there. I thought yeah, he was going to throw him, you know, put him on that soft wall. He didn't, he just kind of chokeslammed no. him over the, over onto the concrete. Um, it was really good. That's right. I actually, I think Butch is, is really underrated also. I love, I don't think yeah. he'll be, I think they're going to change his name eventually and get him back to maybe Pete Dunn or what, whatever. Dude, he was know, so dope in, in NXT. He was dope. He was dope in NXT UK when he was in that first tournament they had against the, that young, good looking guy with the mustache. And they were in the finals of that tournament. Like I, I love Pete Dunn and me too. The, the Bush awesome. thing I don't think is necessary. Um, all right, look, I really like both these guys. I said it before. I don't like this story. Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. I don't get it. No, I do get it. I just don't care and I don't believe it. I get what they're trying to do, but they they screwed up bad in this one, man. L.A. Knight hits the ring after a Bray Wyatt promo and uh, he's like doing video like commentary, right? Like a YouTuber getting likes and follows while they react to the work someone else did, right? Yeah. So he's exactly. in the middle of the ring. And he's like, well, look what happened last week. See those spooky eyes? Like, yeah, YouTube already saw all that stuff. And then look what happened the week after that. See those spooky eyes right there? Like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty spooky. <laughs> and then, uh, and I love LA Knight. I just think he deserves a better storyline than this. And he's selling it, dude. He's doing, he's doing his best to sell his hokey crap. Then Uncle Howdy, who you like and mm -hmm. I loathe. But at least both words start with L, so we have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> he interrupts the the video, and he's uh, he's saying that L.A. Knight deserves it. He, he deserves it. First of all, L.A. Knight does not deserve these beatdowns. He's a large, beautiful man who should be in a better story than this. So he goes backstage to hunt down this monster. And as a self-proclaimed expert of horror, and I am an expert of horror. I've been in a couple horror movies. I've seen more horror movies than anyone I know. Uh, just rewatched a great Korean horror movie. So here's a side quest for everybody. Check this subtitle movie out. It's called A Tale of Two Sisters. Now, they tried to remake this in America. It was called The Uninvited, and that movie was a piece of shit. But I rarely say that about movies. But when you compare it to something that's already been made, The Uninvited is a piece of shit and uh, did not pay any sort of homage to its predecessor. But everyone should watch A Tale of Two Sisters. It's a Korean horror film. Watch it subtitled, Screw Dub. These actors are talented enough that you wouldn't even need the subtitles, and they would communicate beautifully what they're trying to make you feel. It's a very old-school kind of horror movie. I mean, you're basically begging the director to scare you, and every time you think you're gonna, he doesn't give it to you. He makes you wait. You don't get... I won't say too much, because the whole movie flips you on your head, but it's a great film. And they do horror right. It's very patient. And that's what they're trying to do with this is, is make it like a horror kind of thing, right? And L.A. Knight's going backstage and uh, he takes his sunglasses off. He's going down the hall. He goes into the locker room and he sees this T-shirt hanging there, which he's completely <laughs> he... blocked. 
What? I love that he'd get. I love. I love that he'd get mad at a shirt. Huh? Who put the shirt here in this locker? <laughs> Why would they do this? We need to. Do I like went the into criteria. a room where there's a shirt, and the shirt is here. Why would a shirt be here? It's like it's. We need. To, we need to do Criterion commentary like they would do on laser discs for movies back in the day, and we'll just do it on wrestling. So yes, that he gets mad at the shirt. And here's where they really just blow. First of all, the camera operator or whoever is producing the segment has to let LA Knight know to clear the shirt so we can actually see it, right? Yeah. So we can see what he sees. All I see is his like eight foot wide back that looks like it could, you know, carry Atlas and the, and the globe on his shoulders, <laughs> which is a compliment to LA Knight, but he needs to be aware of these things as far as like the camera blocking and stuff like that goes. Then the lights go out. And all he does is turn the flashlight on on his iPhone. All he needed in this moment was a, hey, what the hell? Like anything like that. And it helps sell that moment. Instead, it's just quiet. So that's a total fail on their part. And then it's just like this, this horrible turn to a horribly lit mask. They didn't even light it spooky. Like it was just a light. On a, on, a, on, a, on a mask and I'm laughing there's nothing scary about this nothing no one in the crowd jumped no 10 year olds at home jumped I promise you no one was scared so whoever is writing this this is not a win at least for me I know it's art and so if you loved it you're right but I hated it so I'm right because it's from my perspective and I love horror movies and I love wrestling and this failed me on both ends of the spectrum I'm laughing at it. The light just looked like the way you would see it in a store if you were going to buy it. And since I hate the mask, I would have walked right by and bought a different mask instead. <laughs> I, this is my worst of the week. I hated every second of it. And the part that makes it the worst of the week is I love the people involved. So oh, I yeah, should like love both these guys. Yeah, exactly. I should be all in on this. And I just think it's goofy and stupid. And I hope you did, too. But if you loved I it, I won't be upset. Also, why did it take him so long to find the flashlight on his cell phone? LA Knight, I mean, it was a pretty long gap of being like, wait, what is the segment just black now? Like it's gone to quiet. With plenty of time for him to say, what the hell? Like plenty of time for any verbiage. It just was dead air. This was, uh, it was terrible. It's goofy. I don't like talking about stuff I I hate. Like there's enough wrestling podcasts that do that. I like talking about the stuff I love, but these guys are better than this. And if you can't make it look legit, don't do it because it's right. going to look goofy. If you can't speak clearly underneath that mask, don't wear that mask. We find one where yeah. you can communicate a message to me. If you're going to light a mask and make it look creepy, then do it. There's something called gels and filters. You can put them over lights. You can make some, it's not like they've never done that for the undertaker a million times. <laughs> like you can make it look scary. And if you can, who was it that said, I think it was the Dalai Lama or Gandhi. One of these guys said, if you can help help, if you can't help, just don't hurt. Yeah. That's a very it's simple great. way to live your life. And it's a great philosophy to apply when doing backstage segments in the WWE. If you can help, help. They have the lights, so use them. And they just, the lights come up as LA Knight turns. If you don't have those lights, just don't hurt, which means maybe don't do that segment. (laughs) Absolutely. When also, like you said, like, uh, or one of the things I like that wrestling's been doing lately, at least the WWE, is all the background stuff. They've been really, really good about putting like little clues and hints, things you can click on, right? Like you can like scan a code and it goes to like a website. They did the the hangman with with Bray Wyatt. Um, Alexa Bliss has little Bray Wyatt things in the background, the creepy eyes. Um, There's been twice where Bray Wyatt's been arguing with someone off screen in the background, it looks like he's arguing with maybe himself or he's arguing with somebody that you just can't see. They've done that twice. We don't with Husky need Harris. L- we don't need LA Knight to come out and go and point out, like you said, like, look, did you guys notice like in the background? Look at these scary eyeballs. Like I was like, how's it going? Good night. With like the second he was out there doing that, I was like, well, this is me going to go get another drink. This is boring, like stupid crap. And we've seen LA Knight do promos. We've seen him own the crowd. We've seen them want to cheer him and him make them boo by calling them incels and all this other crap. Yeah. Like we've seen him be money. So there's no need Damn. to make him look worse when you know he's capable of being better. You know it. It's not like, oh, well, 
this is the best. We want to make him look good, and he's not able to get himself over. Like, yeah, no, yeah, he is able to get himself over. Exactly. So I just, it was my worst of the week. I hated it. But let's move on to something better, because for once in our lives, for once in our lives, hit road didn't look shitty. <laughs> for once in our lives. Um, we had a match with your favorite, the Viking Raiders Love of them. Destruction and Doom and Valhalla. And I don't I do not like them. I know you do. And they were going against Legado del Fantasma, who are the lackeys for uh, for the actual. Legado del Fantasma, who no longer wears a mask. And he had just lost his match to Ricochet the week before. So he wasn't going to wrestle tonight, but his lackeys were, and they had no chance. These dudes were dead. Zelina Vega was trying to put him over on the mic, but I just, I don't click with her as a manager mm. outside of what she did with Andrade. Like with Andrade, it worked. With everyone else, it hasn't. I don't know whose fault it is, so I'm not going to point blame. But it's just not it's it's not working. They were talking so much during this match that I could not tell you one thing that happened during the match because it was all just commentary and Zelina Vega talking. The only thing good that happened was Hit Row interrupted and beat up the living crap out of everyone. I think Corey Graves, or was it Wade Barrett, accidentally said that top dollar was the strongest man on the roster. They should have said largest man, maybe not yeah. strongest. They looked good. And this is the first time they've looked good in months. And B-Fab even did her thing. Like she got a good distraction. She threw a nice kick. And I'm happy for this. I, if, if they can't wrestle, then don't try to get them over. I get that. But I think they can. I think they can. At least as well as some other teams that you're trying to, to put over. You probably liked the match because you liked the Viking Raiders. Um, yep. But what'd you think? I thought it was awesome. I thought the whole thing was good. Jeff, BFAB has an attitude about her. She has a give no Fs attitude. She has a confidence about her, even when she's not speaking. Like you can see on her face, like she's just disrespectful, doesn't give a shit about you. She's gorgeous. She's got a good body. Yeah. Like everything about her says star. I think they have to be patient with her because she hasn't been wrestling very long. And mm. so they're trying to like develop those skills. And I hope she's busting her ass to be a great wrestler because she's tall. She's not thick, but you could tell she's buff and she can talk and she has attitude, man. She has attitude. And that's such a big part of getting yourself over is being able to just have someone look at you and know your intent. And I love her. I hope this means good things for her. And uh, shout out to Hit Row. Because wrestling with friends has respect for y'all, so don't beat us up. Uh, a little tag action with Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox versus Ronda and Shayna. Tegan Knox, I want everyone to take a look at her face and Ronda Rousey's face. It's almost like she's a punk rock version of Ronda Rousey. They look <laughs> identical. It's so weird. I can't be the only one that thinks this. They look like identical twins that were separated at birth. And it's really weird. And I don't think they should ever be in the ring together. Um, but needless to say, Knox and uh, Tegan Knox and Liv Morgan won. And that was Friday Night Smackdown. Jeff, tell the people where you're going to be this weekend. I am actually going to be in Mexico on a cruise ship telling jokes what? for a bunch of people in, uh, on a cruise ship. So I'm taking a kind of a vacation, little vacation, but still getting paid a bunch and telling jokes on the boat. It'll be nice. You sneaky son of a bitch. So yeah. nobody gets to see you <laughs> unless yeah, you're already on week. the cruise. Taking the week off. Taking the week off. All right, you guys. Well, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you give us love. Give us those five-star reviews. Give us, uh, or if you hate us, give us the one-star review. If you think we suck, you can let me know. Write a review. Do whatever you want. Reach out to us on social media. And we'll see you guys next week on Wrestling with Freddie. Wrestling with Freddie. We're out. Follow us on Instagram, Wrestling with Freddy. Twitter is WWFreddyPod. Follow us on all the socials so you can submit your questions for the Federation. This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Think 
tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.